What's going on, family? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction, powered by Bonnerfide Radio. It's your man, GB, Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys are doing well, as, of course, most people are quarantined, self-quarantined, whatever. Um, I just hope that you're safe. I hope that you are free of all diseases and free of infections, etc., etc. And that if you are dealing with something, that you're finding a very safe way to handle it. Let me just remind you, um, you're not invincible. Neither am I. Be wise. Follow the CDC guidelines. Go out only if necessary, etc., etc. We want to absolutely curb this, flatten the curve, etc., etc., etc. All right. You didn't come here for that. But I had to share that. With that said, I also want to, as I do every day, thank you for your continued support of everything happening here with the faction. Do me a favor. Tell a friend about what we've got going on here. And uh, we'll just continue to grow this and uh, share what we're doing with the wrestling community and those who like wrestling and perhaps those who even don't who might get intrigued by what we're talking about. So good stuff there. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at The Faction Show and subscribe to our podcast here wherever you're listening to us today. So with that said, let's get into some pro wrestling news and information. We're going to start with a little look at Monday Night Raw last night um, because to me, the most significant thing that happened on Monday Night Raw last night was the fact that they have followed the lead of AEW Dynamite. Well, what do you mean? Well, here's what I mean. If you've watched uh, Raw, if you've watched SmackDown, um, you have seen that there have certainly been uh, the camera shot has been focused what it normally is on the fans, but it's an empty arena, which continues to emphasize to us that, hey, it's an empty arena. It's an empty arena. It's an empty arena. What they did was they moved the hard camera to now face the stage, just like what AEW did. And so that took the focus off of the empty seats and really allowed you to focus on what happened in the ring, whether they were promos, matches, etc. Speaking of matches, uh, one of the things that WWE is starting to really get into, as you're seeing on episodes of Raw and SmackDown, are showing old matches from previous pay-per-views. And last night they showed one of my favorites, the uh, WWE Championship match from Royal Rumble 2015, a triple threat between Seth Rollins, John Cena, and the then champion Brock Lesnar, who, guess what, is the current champion in WWE. It's very interesting to see that as much as things have changed, some of them are still remaining the same. In fact, maybe one day I'll spend some time talking about Brock Lesnar because I think for a lot of us, we keep referencing him, of course, as a part-timer, but the reality of it is Brock Lesnar uh, is in the midst of his longest WWE run. His first run was about a year and a half, two years. This run has been going on since 2012. And whether you realize it or not, it's 2020. He's been here for eight years. So yeah, I'll, I'll get into that. I won't take all the time to talk about it now, though it is an interesting study to look at Brock Lesnar that maybe he may not be as part-time as we think, but that's another story for another time. The point I wanted to make is Monday Night Raw made some big changes last night, and I think that was a big, big move. Speaking of changes, one of the things that I mentioned to you here when uh, last week WrestleMania announced that not only would it be moving, but it would be taped from multiple locations 
one of the things that I announced to you was I genuinely felt as though matches would be pre-recorded. And that is what is happening. In fact, uh, there is a schedule going around about what the plan is for WWE and WrestleMania. And uh, there could be wisdom in this. This could be crazy. But let me just tell you from the jump that there is a very strong possibility that what you watch next weekend for WrestleMania will be pre-recorded from start to finish. And so here's what WWE is going to do. They're pretty much about to tape everything so uh smackdown has already been taped believe it or not or at least for the episodes on march the 27th and april the 3rd so yeah they've already been taped right um so content has already been taped for future wwe episodes last night of course they presented monday night raw but tonight or sometime today they are taping raw for next week and then wednesday and thursday of this week WrestleMania will be pre-recorded. This is just unprecedented, and this makes this WrestleMania unique for a number of reasons. It's the first WrestleMania that will happen with no audience, um, and it is the first WrestleMania since WrestleMania 2 to be in multiple locations, and now it is the first pre-recorded WrestleMania, the first two-night WrestleMania, it's going to be very interesting. I think the challenge of this, and let me just say this right now. A, I think that was actually one of the more responsible moves from WWE to pre-record it. Because the truth of it is, we're not knowing from day to day how things are going to change. And with states being on lockdown, some cities being on lockdown, it's very possible that by the time we get to April 4th and 5th, that Orlando and Florida will be on lockdown. So it's kind of a smart move uh, to pre-record it. The real challenge now is how do you not let the WrestleMania results seep out in this age of social media? And I know, yeah, it's no audience, but somebody has been leaking information from WWE for years now. So what's to say that somebody won't do that for WrestleMania? I don't know. Here's what I will tell you. I will make my commitment and our commitment here at the faction that if indeed the results are leaked, we will not share them with you. Instead, we want you to experience WrestleMania as close to the intent of WrestleMania as possible. So it won't be on us, but we did tell you and we kind of had the inkling about a week ago and we can absolutely confirmed all of WrestleMania 36 will be pre-recorded and it's going to be pre-recorded this week. So it's going to be very interesting. Now, my question is, what happens after WrestleMania? Like you and I both know that one of the biggest nights in the WWE calendar is not just WrestleMania, but the night after WrestleMania. And that became big because of the fans. And so the real question now is, what do you do for one of the big fan nights of all of WWE. We'll have to wait and find out um, what they'll do with that. But should be very interesting to pay attention to that. So that's your deal with WrestleMania. I'll get into some more WrestleMania information in just a second. But I do want to talk about this. We now know what WWE is doing for their weekly programming for the next week and a half or so. What's AEW going to do? After all, tomorrow was the initial plan for the big blood and guts cage match which is essentially their war games match which they can't call war games for legal reasons but with that said 
What would happen to War Games? Well, the decision has been made that number one, AEW Dynamite will take place live tomorrow night. But what will not happen is blood and guts. Instead, the decision has been made that this match, which quite frankly, everybody wants to see, is a match that should be viewed live by fans. So with that said, Yes, the fans absolutely will get to see this live. It just won't happen next week. So that date is up in the air. That match and event is up in the air. But one thing's for certain, AEW will bring us live programming tomorrow. And it will feature the first ever encounter, believe it or not. And I can't believe that these guys have been in the same space. But it's the first encounter between Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy. That's happening tomorrow night. Uh, on AEW Dynamite. So it's going to be a great show. Be on the lookout for it. But Blood and Guts will not happen tomorrow night. Instead, it will happen at a date uh, later down the road when hopefully all of this stuff is cleared up. So before we go, as we did yesterday, we are bringing you a bit of history since it is WrestleMania season. This day in WrestleMania history, March the 24th, marked again another first. It's the first and only WrestleMania to be held on March the 24th, and that would be WrestleMania 7, which emanated from Los Angeles, California. It took place at the Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena, which, let me just say this now, WrestleMania 7 holds a couple of very unique distinctions. One of them being it's the first WrestleMania, and prior to WrestleMania 36, it was the only WrestleMania to have its location changed. Yes, WrestleMania 36 has altered that, becoming the second, but it first happened at WrestleMania 7. The initial plan was, and it was advertised, and tickets were sold for WrestleMania to be at the LA Memorial Sports Coliseum, which was going to house 100,000 people. That was Vince's plan to break the WrestleMania 3 record happening at the Pontiac Silverdome. The one thing that got in the way was a little bitty war. Yeah, that was happening between Iraq and the US. It was the Gulf War. And when you have in your main event an Iraqi sympathizer, it created some real challenges, and he was your WWE champion. So they moved that, and they decided to air uh, in an abundance of caution, and so they moved it to the LA Memorial Sports Arena, uh, obviously a much smaller venue in comparison to the 100,000-seater, but it was a wise move considering the fact that we didn't know what was going to happen, and Sergeant Slaughter was actually getting legit death threats. So... With that said, this uh, entire WrestleMania card uh, featured 14 matches, and much like I mentioned to you yesterday, it certainly falls in the case of a WrestleMania that's not necessarily remembered for its main event. So, for instance, the main event of WrestleMania 7 featured Hulk Hogan against Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter uh, would lose the WWE Championship back to Hogan uh, after Hogan would be returning uh, and certainly coming in as the American hero. But here's where WrestleMania 7 holds a bit of significance. Number one, the match that most remember it for is the retirement match between the Ultimate Warrior and and the Macho King, Randy Savage, where Savage would lose that match. Of course, he was accompanied by Queen Sherry, and everybody remembers what happened after the match, where Queen Sherry pretty much went to dump the Macho King, but he was saved by his longtime love, Miss Elizabeth, who jumped over the guardrail, ran down the aisle, came in the ring, and put the boots to Sherry. It was the first time 
we had ever seen her get physical with anyone. We saw folks crying as these two were reunited. An amazing love story uh, that would certainly culminate just a few months later at SummerSlam where they would be quote unquote married, though they were married in real life. They were finally married on television later that year. So that was one of the big things. Here's one of the other big things that happened, which you may not realize. It was the WrestleMania debut of The Undertaker and the start of the infamous streak. The Undertaker defeated WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Superfly Snuka. That began his 21 match win streak at WrestleMania, which we know, of course, was broken by Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. It all began at WrestleMania 7. There were other matches, including the blindfold match between Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick Martel. You also had a couple of uh, singles matches that uh, involved Virgil against Ted DiBiase, uh, the Mountie against Tito Santana. The Intercontinental Championship was on the line as Mr. Perfect was defeated by the Big Boss Man via disqualification. Um, and in the tag team match, the Nasty Boys defeated the Hart Foundation to win the WWE Tag Team Championships. But the memorable moments, like I said, it was the match. Man against the Ultimate Warrior, and it was the start of the Undertaker's streak. We'll continue to take you down history lane as we view all that has happened at WrestleMania during these times and seasons. Uh, certainly fun, fun times, and I hope that you're enjoying it as well. So I want to know what you think about what we're sharing here today and your thought on WrestleMania being pre recorded, first time ever. Let me know your thoughts on that on our social media spot at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, make sure you're subscribing to this. We want to definitely hear your thoughts and respond to them as well. So with that said, tomorrow, of course, you've got our weekly roundup with my good brothers, Courtney and Brandon Clack. They'll both be here. It should be a fantastic time where we talk about WrestleMania. And remember, tonight is the official season premiere of season two of Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, you'll see part one and part two of the Crispin Wah story, which should be powerful. So we'll be talking about that tomorrow and more. So with that said, and until then, it's your man GB representing for Courtney and Clack, and this is The Faction. I need my people, here we go.